0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Are you doing well? Why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, it's really great to see you today. And turn to your other neighbour and say the same thing. It's great to see you. great it's good thank you so much for that gift four years hey four years goes fast four years in that time we've had bushfires floods a pandemic what else oh we had a child (laughs) yeah lots of things happening uh but yeah it's good to be here with you guys thank you for coming out today and if you're new here a huge welcome to you as well. We just love having guests with us. Uh, you get a free meal after in the cafe, um, and we just pray you're blessed. Um, and if this is your church home, hey, just enjoy the service today. Let God really uh, speak to you in a fresh way, in Jesus' name. Does it sound good? Okay. Thanks, Joey. That's great. Uh, I try and start with something a bit light, lighter every week this one is corny so just prepare yourself it is a corny joke okay a woman who lived next door to a preacher was puzzled by his personality change in the pulpit at home he was shy quiet and retiring but in the church he was a real fire and brimstone preacher rousing the masses in the name of God it was as if he had two he was two different people one day she asked him about the dramatic transformation that came over him when he preached. Ah, uh, he said, that's my alter ego. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. We can only go up from that, can't we? So, if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn to John 13? <laughs> John 13. And thank you to the person who gave me that joke. It uh it worked really well. <laughs> John 13 verse 34 says this. Uh it says this. A new commandment I give to you. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another, and by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another wow, well, that's a pretty amazing scripture love as jesus loved what a high bar without the holy spirit that is impossible love as jesus loved and through this all people or people will know that you are my disciples let's just pray as we just come around the word father i thank you for your presence i thank you for your goodness and father today we invite you to have your way in this service And Holy Spirit, we invite you to speak to every heart. I pray anyone who's having a struggle or struggles right now, I pray for wisdom. I pray for anyone who's hurting right now. I pray for healing. Father, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would be here in such power and such authority that you would transform lives, that this won't just be a a great, nice get-together, but Lord, it would be a transformation moment. I pray for hungry hearts and open hearts in this place. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Last week, um, and if you're new here, we've been doing a series, this is week three, around the family of God, and last week we spoke about how we need to come before our Heavenly Father with childlike faith. And so if you missed last week, get the podcast, it was a good message But the challenge was we need to humble ourselves like children. This is what the scripture tells us. Humble yourself like a child. Don't hinder the kids. Instead, encourage them to to come before Jesus. And it says that that's where greatness comes from. When you have humility as a child, that's where greatness comes from. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you must humble yourself as a child so as a church we have to not be so complicated we have to be simple in our faith knowing that he is a good father and knowing that we can rely on him completely can i hear an amen Amen. and so today i just want to keep speaking about this theme of family and i want to speak about a family who cares well so if you're writing notes write that down a family that cares well a family that cares well. It's so important that we are people of God who learn how to care well. And the thing is about caring is this, is that caring is something that you can always get better at. If you think you're a great carer, you can always be better. Some people don't show care well. They're pretty self-absorbed because of what's happening in life some people care really well Charlie and I know this it's amazing people in our world who you know every now and then they just show care and it just does something to our family so we have this challenge as the church the local church to be great at caring well can I hear an amen Amen. let's come back to our key scripture Jesus is speaking he says A new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another and by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Think about it, let that sink in. If we love one another well, by this all people will know that you are my disciples. The traditional way of witnessing often is going into your workplace and telling people you're a Christian or going down the street and telling people you're a Christian but you know the key to breakthrough is actually to have an example in your life of caring well and today we're going to talk about and it's a shorter message it's a simple message but how can we care better in order to shine the light of Christ to those around us. The thing is about care is this and loving each other is this is that the more we know christ the better we care for others do you know that do you also know that the local church has a reputation of not caring for each other well Ooh, if you ask your unchurched friends about the perception of the church often it will be a negative perception based on a bunch of different reasons, but one of those reasons is the local church is insular and we don't know how to care well. Instead, we gossip. Instead, we cut each other down. Instead, we aren't there. We're clicky. We have this challenge, therefore, to be exceptional at caring for each other well and caring for our city well. Now, if you don't realise that perception, you need to get out in the community more because that unfortunately is the perception of many people, not everybody, but many, is that local churches are cliquey groups who don't care for others well, bar organisations like the Salvation Army or different types of Christian charity works. I have such a desire, and Charlie as well, that our church would be exceptional at caring well. The thing is about care is that the more we know christ the more that we care the more we know christ the more we know his heart the more we realize that looking at his ministry what did christ do christ was in the business of caring well the disciples were in the business of being busy especially in the early days It was like, no, Jesus, we've got to be here. We've got to do that. Don't hinder. Don't don't speak to him. There's too many people. And Jesus is often like, just forget that. Let me care for those who are broken. The thing is about care is this: is that when you show care to somebody, especially if that person is in need, it becomes this thing that I call the echo chamber of care. I'll give you an example. When you're going through a rough week, and somebody shows care to you, even a small piece or example of care, it completely melts you. I like to think of it as an echo, it echoes around you. I remember Charlie said to me, she was having a tough week, and the petrol station lady said to her, she said, how are you going? It was a simple question and it made Charlie tear up because it was a moment of care in the midst of busyness and that lady isn't paid to ask you how you're going. And it became an echo chamber of care, it became an amplification of God's love because it was in a moment of someone who was struggling. Now in this room, there are people who are struggling. In this room, there are people who are facing huge battles and you wouldn't even know it. The person next to you might be facing the biggest battle of their life. They put on a smile. They say, hey, how are you going? But they don't share what's going on. Do you realise that when you care with Christ's love to people that that can actually transform that person? Echo chambers of care. I pray that our church is a amplification of care can i hear an amen (laughs) (laughs) that we wouldn't be so self-absorbed that we forget that people need care this week i had a uh a, a zoom uh yes people still zoom a zoom conversation i was in a conversation with a bunch of pastors from all around the state let me tell you it's important to care for your pastors it's important to pray for your pastors it's important to teach your kids to pray for the pastors why because pastors are the ones who have the responsibility in their heart of care not just for one person not just for their family but for hundreds of people potentially why is it that we have connect groups in our church the old word for that is home fellowships why is it that we do that because it is impossible for one pastor to care for hundreds of people Jesus had 12. (laughs) His church was 12, really. He had 12 disciples. The thing is, is that when it comes to us as a church, if you want to be cared for well or care for others well, get into Connect. This is a real key. It's, It's hard for Charlie and I to care for everyone and think about everyone in our church. That's how pastors burn out and many pastors burn out therefore our heart is that we would equip you to have connection points of care throughout our church family and throughout our community (laughs) celebration groups is an aspect of care start a group with your community who are unchurched and love them well (laughs) by this they will know that you are my disciples it's not by how loud you sing on Sunday church the world doesn't care about that the world doesn't care about how often you're here the world doesn't care about that or how much you give those things God cares about but the world doesn't care they look at how we care for each other (laughs) and if you're visiting here take this back to your church if you're from a different church be a beacon of care Be an echo chamber of care in other people's lives. (laughs) Run a connect group of care. And if you feel like you're not cared for well in a local church, get into a connect group. And if they don't do it well, come and talk to one of their staff and we'll find out what the issue is. But we have this opportunity to have dozens and dozens of connection points of care throughout our church community how cool is that why is this important because the bible tells us to love one another as christ loves us this is how the world will know that you are my disciples Get into connect run a connect learn how to do connect well why oh not just because the pastor's asking to because the scripture says care well And i know for a fact there are people in our church community who don't feel like they're being cared for well and we'll do our best to care for everybody the best we can my wife will tell you i wake up at two in the morning thinking about our church family and wondering how they're going our staff will tell you i ask about all different age groups it will just come to mind this person or that person and i'll say where's this person at how's this person going and i can't do it all myself. But through connect groups we have an ability to make sure people are cared for. Right. <laughs> Echo chambers of care. In one John three seventeen it says this. It'll be up on the screen. One John three seventeen. It says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us love in the world. <coughs> uh, sorry, love, not just in, the screen's cut off, not just in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Sorry. Sorry. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, but in due season we will reap if we do not give up so then we have opportunity let us do good to everyone especially those who are in the household of faith Uh, it's been four years as you heard four years of senior pastoring it's been i can't remember how many years of exec pastoring before that and before that i was youth pastor for 10 years (laughs) that's our new youth pastor Before that, I was a youth leader. Before that, I was a pastor's kid. Still I'm a pastor's kid, I guess. I am a very observant person. Anyone here feel like you're an observant person? My son is very observant. He Gets it from his dad. I've watched people in church life for 37 years. I've watched different people, different expressions, different moves of God, different heroes of faith, different people who have been in church who didn't do anything, different people who are in church and who divided churches. I've seen four church splits. I've seen revival fire fall on this altar. I've seen salvation. I've seen healings. I've seen worship where the church won't stop worshipping because it's such a powerful sense of God's presence that they would give up hours just to keep worshipping and his presence is so strong I've seen God's power so strong in this place that people can't stand up anymore I've seen God move in his sanctuary I've seen God move in his community I've seen the good and I've seen the bad I've seen the beauty I've seen the ugliness I might be young 37 That's old to the young people here but that's young to some others but i have seen a lot in god's house and with that comes experience and with that comes the wisdom and i want to encourage us as a church in the midst of all that that a church who is super spiritual but doesn't know how to care for somebody else will never change a city People who come to church, when we come to church and we don't come with an open, humble heart and we think we know everything, we think we know better and we lack humility, will never be moulded into the heart of Christ. I had a moment this morning driving in and I was just repenting. I was just saying, God, I'm so sorry for my lack of teachability. I'm so sorry for me thinking that I know things more than what I actually do. When it comes to the church I said I'm repent because you know so much more and this is your people and you can do whatever you want to do and I had a heart of repentance in the midst of and that's not because I feel prideful but because I just I just feel like I need more of God anyone else feel like they need more of God now if you don't feel that you need to encounter God afresh And I was thinking about the baby dedications, and I love that this morning because we're having a family moment as a church, and it's powerful, and we're celebrating together, and we're championing these parents saying, we're with you 100%. We're with you when you raise this young child. When they hit their teenage years, we're still going to be with you. (laughs) And the parent doesn't yet know that that's when they're going to need the most support, most probably. As a church community, I just want to encourage us. Let's get a fresh conviction of love and care. Can I hear an amen? Amen means so let it be, yeah? Yes, so let it be. Let's not be a people who are clicky. When new people come along, let's make sure that we embrace them. That we listen to their stories that we champion the call of god in their lives and let's make sure that with each other that we take time to build genuine relationships stick around after a service listen to someone's story remember the week one of the family series i talked about leaving a spare chair in the courtyard for the new person and that's the challenge how God works through hospitality. Celebration church, do not grow weary in doing good. In due season you will reap. Don't give up so that when you, we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those in the household of faith. When I started Bible college, I, I thought I didn't know anybody. And my goal was to learn every single person's name. You know how many people there were there? 700. (laughs) And my goal, every time I went to class and every time I went to chapel services that were part of college, I would meet and learn names and I would learn stories. I'm introverted by nature, but I forced myself to be someone who cared. (laughs) And it's amazing how God used that because I could walk down, you know, down a, a corridor and I, people would talk and you would hear, how's that going? And you became a pastoral figure in the midst of hundreds. Hey, challenge. Get to know everyone's name in the church. Get to know everybody. And then when new people join the church, get to know their name and their story. The world will know this. you are my disciples if you have love for one another matthew 25 40 the king answered truly i'd say to you as you did it to one of the least of these of my brothers you did unto me it's such a challenge it's such a challenge for us in australia as christians if you're a christian here to not get familiar with what's around us but to have hearts and eyes of faith to see all that god has both for this church community and for our wider community we must be careful as a church family to protect one another to love one another not to gossip about each other listen are you a safe person for the person next to you can they share their struggles and you say listen I'm going to pray with you if the church family is dysfunctional then how are we ever going to believe for the world to come into a dysfunctional family our church is actually quite functional I hope you realize that we are actually quite blessed I would even say we are very blessed did you notice the worship this morning <laughs> did you notice the dedications? Do you notice that we as a church celebrate every parent that we got them flowers and a gift I didn't even know about that bit brilliant brilliant from the team we celebrate well together we choose to be a family that says we're going to honor God and we're going to honor each other have you noticed that there's not much conflict in this church have you noticed there's not much there's not a negative atmosphere have you noticed this church because I'm telling you as someone who works with many churches many churches aren't in our position pastor charlie gets up here and preaches and the power of god falls (laughs) we have andrew motto in the kids ministry have you noticed that have you noticed that Ange has a young baby she's also going back to work part-time as a kindergarten teacher yet she gives up week after week to be here when was the last time was in a service I notice because I preach. It's because she's faithfully serving and serving and serving. We have to look after Ange. Yes, right. Just talking to our regulars right now. We've got to look after her. Yes. Got to look after Mr. Watson. Yes. He worked 11 hour a day this week. He works full time and 11 hours. I was just, the guy works his butt off and then comes to Sundays and works his butt off again. Yes. Let's look after him. Yes. How? Bless them. Help them. Go out and say, hey, can I help once a month? That will bless them the most. <laughs> We've got a youth ministry. Have you noticed that we actually have a youth ministry? <laughs> and I notice it because I've got a son now and I think about my son being in the youth ministry. He is too young. <laughs> Every Friday they come out here, there's people helping with security there's people you know youth team giving their time and effort with with young people who are got a lot of issues often <laughs> we're gonna look after our youth team ben and jade are out you know ben's doing youth and then guess what they're in the hospitality doing yeah. cafe every sunday yeah. we're gonna look after benny and jade yeah, you know ben runs youth he runs host and he runs hospitality Too much. Some of us need to step up into our leadership roles. Help run things in church. If you come from a hospitality background, volunteer for the hospitality team. Why? Because you bless people. God's presence is in hospitality. If you missed that message, go back and listen to it. But let's look after Ben and Jade. Yeah? Yeah? This isn't in my notes, but I just feel like as a family, let's, let's care well. Let's care for those, especially those, it says in the Bible, it says uh, in Hebrews thirteen seventeen. it says, submit to your leaders. It says, make their job a joy, not a burden. That's New Testament. Let's look after each other well. Who here has received a birthday card in the past year from the church? How amazing is that? If you haven't gotten one, put your date of birth down at the office. You know, we make sure that every person gets a card, handwritten card from the church, celebrating you. Why? Because we want to care well. Do you realise that part of our budget goes towards blessing uh, people who have done amazing things? So we, this, this week there's someone, um, a pastor we know, who's, who's leaving his job after... 10 years I think and so we're like how can we bless him and his family so we're going to bless him we're going to give him a dinner voucher you will never meet this person but it's a church family we celebrate people well remember when we gave dinner vouchers to every pastor in our town do you know the fruit of that we're going to do that again people were blown away pastors are like, why, why are you if you knew we gave uh the church we had an offering and we gave pastors all around the state just a, a dinner voucher and an encouragement just to go and be blessed and you did that church and then we started with our own town we made sure every church in our town the pastor was blessed And the feedback, there's churches in our town who years going back have never liked our church, who now we're friends with because we bless them. We must be creative in our care. And and, and let me just give you an insight. If you have something to celebrate, let the church know. If you're doing your 30-year, 40-year, 50-year wedding anniversary, let us know. That's why connect groups are good because connect leaders can let us know. They can let us know if someone in my connect has this going on. And a church of hundreds becomes a church of a few because we care well. Okay. <laughs> Caring well is so important. Yeah. But we can always do better. James chapter 1, verse 27 says this. It says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself uh, unstained by the world. Wow, what a scripture. What a scripture. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep yourself from being polluted by the world. our staff here will tell you this but when we have widows in our church i always tell them there is an extra care that goes towards them look after our widows well and that includes uh divorcees where the partner was abusive and it's like they become a widow from a situation and i say look after them well they're not like everybody else based on this scripture looking after the orphans. This is why especially our young people and our youth are so important because it's spiritual orphans. To look after them well, to care for them well, and to keep yourself from being polluted by the world. This is what God accepts as pure. (laughs) Because we can sing for hours. We can lift our voices and think that God desires that. But if our hearts aren't looking after and caring for those in need, then we're missing the point. Yes. There are people in our church who are exceptional at care. They inspire me at it. Uh, Greg Clark is not here this morning, but he is exceptional at care. Yes. I get a text from Greg at least once a week. Yes. It's 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 amazing checks in how are you in the family please know that we are praying for you and your wife and your son oh man some weeks are hard as pastors and greg and he says my connect our connect group will be praying for you tonight do you have anything any prayer for and he's just consistent <laughs> if you want to know how to care well speak to greg clark Alan Simpson, yeah. exceptional yeah. carer, yeah. behind the scenes, you'll never know yeah. how much care she gives yeah. and she just gives and gives and gives yeah. and she blesses my heart. I want to honour Narelle in the room. Where is Narelle? Where is she? Hey? Is she in the room? She. Oh, she's, she has her young kids. Wow, Everyone doing other things Narelle is amazing you know recently we had a medical thing go on Narelle turned up not with just one meal I think she's onto her third meal <laughs> and she's a quiet lady in church just just does her thing her husband's here as a couple they just do their thing they're they're amazing and she just, just gives and gives and gives and cares for the family. Is this okay? Yes. Again, if you're new here, I'm sorry if this. I'm just, I just I'm trying. I'm not sorry, sorry. Uh, be blessed. I just, I just want us to go to a new level and understanding that as a family, we need to care well. Yes. Now, there are many, many examples. Of our church family caring well every week there are people in our church who are exceptional they give they check in they love they look out for and it's amazing and i thank you for that and i just want to just finish with this here are some practical ways to care well okay number one be proactive not just reactive here's a real key for you be proactive not just reactive. For example, you hear something's happening or someone sh- sh- shares with you and they're going through something and it's great to be reactive to that, which means, oh, what can I do? I'll do something, I'll check in, I'll make you a meal. Proactive is this, in three weeks' time, check in again. This is such a key for care- if you want to be a good carer. Put a reminder in your phone to check in with that person in two or three weeks' time. Because we can be great at reactive care, but proactive care, which is you taking the initiative, not just in reaction, but just because, is really, really important. Often, the check-in in in three weeks means more than the check-in on day one. This is gold. Please listen to this. Because as people, we want to be reactive, The proactivity is so important. It is the echo chamber of care. It is, whoa, someone's thinking of me. The second thing is this, offer prayer. Offer prayer. Can I hear an amen? So when someone has something going on, offer prayer. Offer prayer. Pray with them if you want on the spot. Hey, can we pray about this? Number three, be practical. <laughs> A really bad example of this. Oh, should I get political? Ooh, I don't want to offend our Americans. Listen, thoughts and prayers are good, but without pray- without ac- active change, <coughs> we have to be practical. <laughs> nah, I won't pick on our the Americans. The Us Australians have our own issues. Listen, your thoughts aren't going to do all that much. Yeah. Your prayers will do something. Yeah. Send a text. Make a call. You know that some things are worthy of a phone call. Can I speak to the texters in the room? <laughs> Texts are okay, but a call is better. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how Charlie and I do it, just if you want to learn from us. If somebody gets engaged, we don't text back, we call them. And we know that most times they will not answer, and so we leave a nice voicemail. The reality is, is that I'll oh, rather than hear our excitement over the phone, then, oh, that's great news, thumbs up. When someone passes away or there is an emergency we don't text we call and it's up to the receiver to actually say yes i'm going to answer this or let it go to voicemail and just send them a voicemail it also applies to messaging comments on facebook those things are good but they're not the best Let's be real, it's easier to text. But calling is when people hear the emotion, they hear the heart, they hear the, the the intention behind a text message can be misread. Third thing is this send a card. Any card senders in the house? Yeah. Some of you guys are great card senders. Cards are good. Make a meal not just a frozen meal that you repackage <laughs> put some love into the meal make sure there's no hairs in the meal make sure it's a good meal <laughs> be practical give a gift send some flowers send a voucher <laughs> There's an amazing couple in our church Every now and then they give my son a toy. They just drop it off at the front of our house. A little car, this is for Bear. They're his favourite toys. They're amazing toys. And Charlie and I are like, oh, that's awesome. Give a gift. Number four, here's a real key for us. Sometimes silence soothes. This is especially in a grief setting. Pastorally, I've been in situations as some of our team where you're with someone and they've lost a loved one. That is not the time for you to open your Bible up and say, let me read you five passages of scripture. What you do instead is sometimes just you sitting and being with them is enough. Anyone ever notice that? Anyone been in that situation? I'm just I'm just here. And if you want to talk, we can talk. If you just want to sit, we can sit. And, and <laughs> if you want to watch a movie to get your mind, it's, whatever you want to do, we're just, we're here. Yeah. That sounds really simple. But sometimes Christians go for the sword of the scripture and don't, re- don't recognise the wisdom of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Am I saying don't use scripture? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying make sure that the person is in a place to receive. Number five plays onto that. Presence is often powerful. Just being with somebody. Don't force yourself onto that person with that. Don't say I'm going to be there no matter what. Make sure you just take a moment and say listen if if you want me to I can just come and I can just be with you. Number six, asking, are you okay? We have an are you okay day in Australia and it's amazing. But uh, how are you doing? How are you going? We have to be good at this. And hopefully be at a place where it's beyond just, oh yeah, going good. But actually, well, this week has been tough. Okay, would well, you want to talk about it? You know, those types of things are so important. And the last one, and there's plenty of these, more than these, but the last one is celebrate well. Celebrating well as a church family. (laughs) Don't be an island. Connect well so we can celebrate well. Caring well as a church family. If I could summarise everything in my last two minutes of what I'm trying to say today, it's this. I pray our church is known as a church that cares well. I pray that the light this church carries is a light of care and love. With all my heart, I pray that our new people feel welcomed, that the broken people inside our church who have been sitting in our services for years, who are still hurting, find care. And community. I pray that we don't just give God lip service, but we back it with our actions. And that we realize that we can always do better at caring. And by doing so, this is how they will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. Why don't you just close your eyes for a moment? There's this thing that I try and live by and it's called supernatural care. And I need to do this as a pastor because there's so many moving parts in church. But I take time to wait on God and ask him, is there anybody that you would like me to care for? (laughs) Is there anybody that you want me to reach out to? Is there anybody that you want me to check in on? And I just want to take a moment as we finish just to wait on the Lord, just to ask him to bring to our remembrance or bring to our hearts anybody that he wants us to reach out to with a spirit of care. So as you're sitting there, just ask him in your heart, just, just ask him, Lord, supernaturally reveal anyone right now who I need to reach out to. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just finished with this story. I was listening once to a a pastor who he is a pastor up in Asia, and he had a church of twenty thousand people. And someone asked him, "How do you care for twenty thousand people?" And he said, "Well, we have connect group, but he said the main thing is this: is I wait on the Lord." To bring to my attention the people in our church who I need to reach out to. Those who are struggling, those who need a phone call, those who need a coffee, and he just writes them down the names. And it said the fruit of that was is so incredible because the Holy Spirit leads us in our care. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why just then we've got to take time and say. Because if you write down every single name and try and care, it's too much. You've got to let the Holy Spirit lead you. And that is the most powerful care you will ever give. Holy Spirit-led care. And sometimes it's going to be a random person. Somebody you haven't thought about for years, maybe. Or maybe it's the person next to you. Whatever, but just let him lead you in that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you stand to your feet as we finish? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you, if you're you're here with your spouse, take them by the hand. We're going to pray a prayer of blessing over our church. If you're here by yourself, just lift your hands to heaven. Lord, we thank you. We honour you in this place. We thank you that you care for us. We thank you that you care for us so far beyond what we even realise. We thank you, Lord, that you go ahead of us. Your scripture says you surround us like a shield. Lord, your favour follows us. Your, Your goodness follows us all the days of our lives. And, Lord, I just pray a blessing over this church family. I pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, greater than the days that have gone by, Lord. We've asked for a fresh move of God. Lord, I pray that with those who are, of us who are struggling, let a fresh fire just rise up in their spirit, Lord. Lord, those who have just attitude to do with different things, Lord, let a sweetness come. And Lord, let us be a church who knows your love and knows how to express your love. Lord, do something in this church so incredible that we can't even explain it. Lord, four years have passed pastored this church and I'm yet to see the fullness of what you have. And so today we stand together and say, bring it on, God greater days, greater breakthrough, greater miracles, greater insight, greater revelation. We pray for healings. We pray for salvations. Let your Holy Spirit move in power. God, break us out of that slumber, I pray. Transform this city into a place of heaven on earth. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Oh, Lord, raise us up as your people. Oh, Lord, we love you. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Let the fire rise up in your heart. And if you're new here, make sure you go get your free meal, stick around, be blessed, and have a great Sunday. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.